Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We're pretty close to the first race being underway. The Australian Selection Trials, water skiing. There's a second trial, Buttes, which is happening down on the New South Wales-Victorian border. We'll find out more about that in just a few moments. Then later on, I mean, this is amazing. We're going to have the World Championships right here in Gosford. Stuart Smith joins us, the organiser. Great to see you, mate. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate being here. What a great view of Gosford and the, uh, the Brisbane waters. Uh, I just want to know how you pulled this off. So, I mean, we love our region and we feel like there should be events here all the time. But uh, how long have you been working on putting this together? And to the left of me, I can see the women. They're about to get underway very shortly in both Formula One and, and Formula Two. Yeah, that's right. We've been working on this since January. And so what happened, America were going to host the World Championships and they declined. And so the Australian uh, organising team took it on. And we raced here about 20 years ago in Gosford on the Brisbane Water and it was fantastic back then. And we thought, why not we showcase the central region? And that's what we're doing. So hopefully in November, we're going to be here on the Brisbane Water, but we'll definitely be on the Central Coast. Hey, uh, by the way, I, I was at Gosford Sailing Club last night and uh, I bumped into a lot of great friends who've lived here their whole life. And they, they've got fond memories of water skiing here. And I think they used to go around like in just a, a circle here pretty much where we are now. Oh, look, if you're a social skier, why wouldn't you come out there, you know? But we're going to rip it up. I mean, today is all about high speeds. You know, we certainly want it rougher for these guys. The women are about to run, and they'll run for 45 minutes. So here we go. Here we go. You can hear the roar. I don't know whether it's coming through on the effects mic, but my goodness, listen to the roar of these things. Uh, and they are pounding down the Brisbane water there, and what a sight it is. Uh, who should we look out for in the women's race? Oh, absolutely. All of these skiers are all top-notch. They're world-class skiers. So probably the ones that really are going to be great are the ones that sort of have competed over in the juniors in uh, 2019. So you've got Nellie McMillan, Riley Jarvis. Uh, you've got Emma Williams out there as well. So there's some really crackerjack skiers. So, Stu, talk me through this, right, in terms of, and again, I'm, I'm going to act really dumb here, and I do it really well. Uh, <laughs> but obviously you've got a quick boat, right? But... The driver obviously needs to know the capabilities of the skier behind because if he goes too fast, then clearly that person's... Yeah, absolutely. This is a team sport. The skiers are the ones doing all the hard work out the back. Yep. But in reality, you've got a driver and observer that are taking signals from the skier and so they're having to talk in the boat. But you've also got to realise that there's plenty of boats out there that they're actually working together to actually tell where the other boats are as well. This was a question that came up last night with everyone, and I think it's being answered now. So they've gone off in three waves so far. So is this done by GPS? So what we do is that we have grids, and so it's a random draw that we did last night at the Gosford Sailing Club. So six boats in a wave. So the first class that went away was the women's. They run for 45 minutes. The second wave was the uh, what they call the F2 women, which are single rig outboards. So top speeds, uh, probably 110 mile an hour for the first group and probably capping out at about 90 mile an hour for the second group. Mm. Uh, but it's 45 minutes plus a lap and they're all going for the Australian team. So they'll uh, the winners today will get 1,000 points and then they've got three more races before the world titles. So 
that first thing, them going down the track, have they started <laughs> officially yet? Or does yeah, this... ab- absolutely, right, yeah. So they're we, on a timing system. Yep. So over here on the wharf here next to Drifters is, uh, is the start area. And now they'll rotate round and round on a lap basis for, uh, for 45 minutes. There was a guy last night, uh, his name Rick Ferguson, and uh, he had a great question. And a lot of people fell off their chair, but he's exactly right. He said, if the boat is doing 170 kilometres an hour, for example... How fast is the skier going? And people said, surely the skier's going the same speed. But he goes, what if they're on the whip? (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. No, I understand that. Look, they do stay behind the boats, so they are going at the same speed as the boats. But as you can, you know, basically out there on the water, you've got to be controlled by the actual water conditions. Yeah. Okay, so so is this a distance thing now? Because obviously some teams are going wider around the bend, some are going tighter. Yeah, sometimes you've got to hold your pole through the corners. So if you start 10 out wide, you've got to stay 10 until you've gone through the first lap. But in reality now, they are looking for the smoothest water. So on a course that's quite narrow like this, you tend to find that the smoothest water is on the outside of the course. But if you've got rock walls, then the water's bouncing back back. at you. So um, certainly the water out here is not really that conducive to high um, uh, what we're trying to do with world selections. We want it to be rough, so it's really testing the water skiers. Well, I did see the footage from France, and it was like a washing machine, and that's where we had numerous Aussies win world championships. Yeah, absolutely. We've, um, we've always been a very strong country to, uh, to be bold in water ski racing. We have about 50 events around Australia a year of all sorts of different things. And so, um, yeah, Vichy in France was very rough, but very testing. So it was a true testament for those people that won world championships. Uh, I've never seen buttes no, like this. Have I, a look at it. I'm engaged here right now because <laughs> they've opened up already so quickly. So, how, again, how, how do we get a result here? Is it based on who finishes first? Uh, uh, I've got a fair indication that that's how it would work. No, I know, no, but whether it was a distance thing or whatever. Yeah, it is, no, after no. 45 minutes plus one lap, whoever yep. finishes in front actually gets the uh, the win for the day. Gotcha, okay. And so the, so these people are just going slower than those. Yeah, so the there's two ways. Okay, no, no. 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 Oh, so you've got, the, you've got your Formula One women. Yeah. So they're the, the first wave, and then the, the F2 women, which is definitely slower. So that's that gotcha. difference in speed between the hundreds and, okay. and the eights. And they'll get, they'll get lapped multiple times oh, yeah, absolutely, over the 45 yes. minutes. Yeah, Correct, yeah, gotcha. yeah. So yeah. It's like you're bamboozled. <laughs> I am bamboozled. I'm going, how, how have they got so, the gap so big already? How hey, does that happen? I, I'd assume that these guys never fall off. But, yeah, you know, we heard yesterday from a world champion for NBN TV, Nixie, who we'll talk with his brother shortly. He said he's had some like you know, horrible falls over the years, but still loves the sport. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I, I think anything these days is, is dangerous in these extreme sports. Um, we have a lot of safety equipment. We have very good crews in the boat that are taking care of the skiers. So it is, it is unusual for skiers to fall off at high speed because they have the experience in the boat to look after them. But you're never going to say never. So, um, and if you do, you know, if you are falling off at 85, 90 mile an hour, it's going to hurt. Is that a boat you're familiar with? Yeah, absolutely. So those guys are from Sydney. Yep. um, And so the skier behind that boat actually finished um, second in France. So she's certainly going for the Australian team this year. Yeah, okay. Who do you want to thank? Who's been instrumental in pulling this off and 
I mean, we said a moment ago about Joel and the team at Drifters Wharf. Last night you are at Gosford Sailing Club. Yeah, we're trying to support as many businesses in town. I mean, Peter Lawley from the from the Gosford Business Chamber has been fantastic to deal with. I'm dealing with the, the crew over at the stadium as well. Of course, Drifters and also the Sailing Club. But, look, a really big shout-out to Liesl Tesh, who's the, uh, the local MP. It's been fantastic to have her on board, and she's a real advocate for the use of the water. Yeah, and Butte uh, Stewart's got some grand plans. Uh, I'd love to see these come off it involves food and wine and showcasing some local musicians as well so we turn this into a festival well, i think it'd be amazing logistically how you know how do you manage something like this you know talk me through how many boats and crew you've got here over the weekend and, and what the world championship will look like yeah, you know, so it's about, in the year. about 160 competitors across a number of different classes. So while we're seeing the women's now, there's men's races, there's juniors, there's veterans and masters. So that's um, about 55 boats that we have here. Mm. So we're going to have anywhere from 40, 55 to 60 boats, but it's the support crews that come in. So we've estimated about 1,500 people here for 10 days wow. to watch the racing in November. Okay. Yeah, and Butte's, uh, I think they've estimated maybe around $5 million for the local economy. I would say more, and you know what it's like at Star of the Sea Resort that you're involved with. Yeah, 100%, and I think it's great for the economy and, and all those things, but, you know, to have that many people here. Um, but for me, and I love an event, to have a world championship here in our own backyard is, is just phenomenal, and this is a, a great showcase for the Central Coast. And that's exactly right. And one of the goals, I think, of bringing it to the Central Coast was to showcase the Central Coast that if you can hold a world championship water ski, imagine what else you can do here. Yeah. I mean, this is a perfect place for triathlons. It's for sailing. It's all sorts of things. And all those people travel around Australia to do events. Why not Gosford? Yeah, and uh, you were involved in V8 supercars and you thought this would be the perfect place as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been to a lot of the, the supercars around the, uh, the country for the last 20 years, and certainly you can see what it does for the local economy, for the businesses, and it promotes them. And then you get all those tourists through as well. Uh, so Look, I remember yeah. when we were close to, and then the decision was to go to Newcastle. And we've seen how popular it's been up there in Newcastle. There's no reason why, when you look at what we've got here and you know this waterfront here, how amazing that would have looked from a spectacle point of view, from a, uh, a selling point of view for the Central Coast. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Terrigal, you can't find any more beautiful places. And I'm from the Gold Coast, so Terrigal's fantastic. So to bring our international people and have them staying in the Terrigal Central Region, Gosford area for 10, 15 days, yeah. I think it's going to be a really good showcase for Australia as well. So, uh, so here's, you know, fingers crossed that we're all going to be back here in November, but certainly we're going to be holding a World Championship somewhere. Hey, I've got a good question for you. So at the moment we're seeing, a, I think, a fairly comfortable lead here. What's their strategy now? Like, so the race is, if it's 45 minutes, do they kind of back off a little and just preserve because they've got more races over the weekend? Yeah, it's definitely tactical. Um, and the other thing, too, that everybody's been training quite hard since they got announced here for Australia. We actually haven't done any one-up racing, which is what we do with one skier. So to go out there and do 45 minutes and an hour for the men this afternoon at high speed is quite a challenge for everybody, not only the driver, the observer, but the skier. But the bottom line is that they'll go out there and they'll run around at the pace they think they can work at. Is there a prototype to be a great skier? Because the young guy we spoke to yesterday, Nixie, who's a world champion in Formula 2, he looks like he's maybe 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, just absolutely ripped. And I spoke to him about, about core strength. And... I mean, these guys are superb athletes. I reckon, I reckon there's two things you need. Good grip 
Be quads. Because <laughs> <laughs> hang on, mate. Hang on. Well, for a little guy, he had, uh, he had the guns out. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, there's a lot of body science we know in sport these days. And so body science is really giving a lot of these people a better understanding of their bodies and how to go actually out there and compete at the highest levels. But, you know, at the end of the day... It's a family sport, so you tend to find that you start very early with your family and then you grow up in it. Is it an expensive sport? I dare say, you know, you're looking at the machinery here, then, you know, those boats that... Um, yes. And you said there's 55 boats there or thereabouts. So I'm assuming that people double up with the boats and... Yeah, uh, correct. Yeah. So some boats are look over half a million dollars that we're seeing out here, down to probably sixty, seventy-five thousand dollars. Gotcha. Um, ski equipment's expensive these days. I mean, everything is kind of getting expensive. Yep. Fuel costs, for example. I mean, I, I think uh, we've estimated probably about a ten to fifteen thousand dollars worth of fuel that'll go through these boats on a weekend. So you know, th there's just a lot of cost involved. Yep. Um, insurance is the bigger one as well. So that's the other side of it too. So, um, hey, Stu, you might not know, but Butes back in the day before he played for North Sydney and Parramatta and the West Tigers, this was this one of his my, sports. This was one of my sports. Uh, one, one of many. I, I think he's keen to get on the water oh, later. Can you put him behind, you know, a half million dollar boat? I reckon we can. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's too much issue out there. I reckon a wetty will find a wetsuit for you. Mate, and, uh, don't worry, you I, I just got my speedos. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> the the, the frogman, Michael Butner, uh, he'll hit the water later.